Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. AndyMCD1, Matt at Matt Florjancic, Instagram AndyMC Sports, and at Matt Flow Sports. Of course, we're brought to you by our terrific sponsor, Cleveland Whiskey. Head on over to clevelandwhiskey.com, check them out. They have their products all over, not just Cleveland, not just Northeast Ohio, but all over America. So go to clevelandwhiskey.com, follow them on social media. They have great cocktail recipes, innovative stuff. They have open houses, products, the underground, the original bourbon. It is sensational check them all out believe me you're gonna love it clevelandwhiskey.com on twitter at clevewhiskey instagram at clevelandwhiskey okay matt let's go to the browns we'll we'll kind of recap the uh week three preseason game and then look ahead and before we do that we gotta take a moment to say hey you know what if you look at the browns big picture and the indianapolis colts were a team that could have stood in their way to potential playoff greatness in the afc well, you can kind of throw them out the window with uh, Andrew Luck shocking retirement and Jacoby Brissett taking the reins, right? Uh, yeah, that that was a grenade thrown into the room, metaphorically speaking, when it yeah. comes to the Indianapolis Colts and their chances at the postseason. I, I mean, I had a fantasy draft on Friday night, and oh. Andrew Luck was off the board. There were a few wide receivers yeah. that were off the board. I took the Indianapolis Colts tight end uh, as my, uh, I think as my starter actually, and oh, I was boy. like, oh man, I, I don't know that I need to uh, be doing that. Tight end was kind of a black hole for me anyway last year, but uh, still not not a good not a good situation for anybody who's already drafted. And, you know, wanted Andrew Luck as their quarterback. No. Uh, not a good situation for the Colts, the real organization. Uh, I can't think of a worse time to announce your retirement than like, 10 days before the, or 14 days before the regular season starts. Yeah. I mean, you're, not giving, you're, not, you're not giving them much to work with there. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is not an awful player. He's serviceable. Uh, I mean, he's not yet proven that he could be a franchise guy. No, no, no. You're no. talking about the number one overall pick of the draft walking away from your team, and you're replacing him with a later round selection, and you kind of just, at that point, you're hoping for the best. Yep. It, 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 and I know it is it is his decision, and players never get to walk away under their own, uh, you know, choice, but, man, it just seems like if your heart wasn't in it in August, you probably knew. 
him is the Colts took the extreme high road. I don't know what I would have done this. Yeah, uh, real high road. They let him. They they let him keep his bonus money, and they're not going to try to recoup it. They could have recouped almost twenty five million dollars. Now the worst part for them is that it comes off of their. Or it doesn't come off their cap. It's a dead cap hit. So they're completely screwed when it comes to the cap situation. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a twenty, almost a twenty-five million dollar hit. They just got to eat. That's that's very hard to do that. And now, looking forward from the Colts' perspective, what the hell do you do long-term at quarterback? You thought you had that solved. Well, that's it. Now, he was healthy. He was back. To, yeah. You've got to go back to the drawing board, and it's almost like you're telling Jacoby Brissett, "Hey, don't make too much." Uh, yeah, well, and, and now we're back to that situation when Peyton Manning is off year. Do they try to, to tank? One dark horse, though, Matt, I'll say this. Chad Kelly, who I really liked coming out of the draft, but he had injury stuff and a lot of off-field stuff. But he's kind of come on a bit, and there's a guy, if he can keep his head straight off the field, he's got the pedigree with his uncle Jim Kelly, and he p- players love to play with him. He's a leader. He's just a kind of like Phil Rivers if... Phil Rivers was, like, really amped up and not, you know, as, as kind of clean-cut as he was. It, like, like a, a, an off the, a steroided-up Phil Rivers as far as personality goes. But he could be a dark horse. Maybe, heck, maybe he gets a shot this year. Who knows? I mean, you never know. And at this point, I think the Colts are kind of open to everything. They don't have a choice. Frankly, they have to be. Yeah. Um, it was just, the whole situation to me was... Bizarre. I don't understand it. I, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But if it's his decision and if he's comfortable walking away from the money he's walking away from, then hey, must be nice. Good luck, Josh Watson. We'll see you up the road. Must like be I nice. Earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if year from now he gets the itch and he's playing that he's leaving. <laughs> Down in the XFL with Daddy Oliver as the as the commissioner. And real quick, Matt, then we'll get into all the Brown stuff, of course. That's why we're here. But the fans that booed, like just social media taking a task, and it reminds me of when, like, the Raptors, when Kevin Durant went down, and people, how did, how could you boo Kevin Durant for getting injured? In the moment, and for the Colts, I think it's even more so of a shock because you found out, if you're a Colts fan, in real time, you went to that game that night, if you're in the preseason, thinking, okay, Andrew Luck, he'll figure that little calf, ankle, whatever thing out. Come back. We're a legit playoff contender. You woke up that morning. You walked into the stadium feeling that way. Mid-game, you see an Adam Schefter tweet saying, Oh, what? Then you see Andrew Luck down and you're like, What are you do? What? That absolute shock of retirement in-game, in the moment, I don't blame the Colts fans at all. So for people to say, like, Oh, it's classless. Yeah, would you have liked... And, and you know what? It sucks Andrew Luck was hurt by that. And I'm, I'm sure it is. Because then you look at it from his side, right? You're like... I gave all my myself to you all that, and I get booed. But the emotion of the moment, I totally get where the fans are coming from. If you can't understand the timing of it, then you are completely clueless to what was going on. You yeah. just nuked their season. Like that. And Boom. In a blink. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's what it is. It's time. What are you supposed to do? Cheer? Oh, oh thanks, Andrew. Look, what are you supposed to do? It is. It's your decision, and 
you, you have to live with it, but you also have to live with the fact that it's not going to be well received by everybody. Yeah. And when you, when you basically rip the heart out of the fan base at any point, but two weeks before the season starts, I mean, <sighs> yikes. Yeah. That's just not good. It's, it's really not good. And I can't necessarily say that I blame the fans because if I paid my hard-earned money to go see a football team and their star player decided that eh, I'm good, I'm done, uh, I'd be I'd be pretty upset too. I, I would be I would uh, I I don't know what I would do. I would, yeah. I would be very upset. Though. I totally understood it from that perspective. So there you go, Andrew Lux L. That now means the Browns and hey. That offense better start looking a whole lot better than it did on uh, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there is one obstacle out of the way playoff wise, the Tampa, uh, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So Matt, let's talk about that. Of course, again, uh, no Odell Beckham Jr., no Jarvis Landry. Start starting offensive line was in there. Baker played the full half. Matt, uh, let's go to the offensive line. I want to. We'll, we'll get to the good stuff with the defense and the kicking situation. Yes, a positive kicker take is coming, folks. That that's what we call in the biz a tease. I can't wait. But that offensive line, Matt, boy, um, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. What, what, were, you, what were your thoughts on the O-line? Well, I've, I've said all camp that it depends on how good the tackles play, how good this offense can be. And uh, Chris Hubbard did not have a very good night uh, at right tackle. And Greg Robinson wasn't too much better uh, yeah. on the left side of the line. It's a concern. I mean, they still have not found – their replacement to Joe Thomas. No. And I'm still kind of surprised by that because I would have thought that after getting your franchise quarterback, after getting, uh, you know, stud running backs and good wide receivers, uh, pro bowl wide receivers and athletic tight ends, that John Dorsey would be like, hey, I got to do everything in my power to protect this kid behind center and damn it, I'm going to go buy a left tackle if I have to. Right, right. But Matt, he, and he has and I've been a little surprised by that. But, but Baker know, said he liked Greg Robinson. He had a very good second half of the year last year, and yeah. maybe it was just one bad day. And, and, and that could totally be it. And remember, too, Baker loves Greg Robinson. And so that that's another part of you want to take into it, the comfort factor there. And right, that is one preseason game. It was a night owned by the, the defenses. Um, but we got a glimpse of, I don't care what quarterback you are, if you don't have a clean pocket for at least a little bit of time, you're going to be rushed and you're going to make some erratic throws. Also, there was bad day for the receivers. Like, Jalen Strong, Higgins dropped a couple ones that should have been catches. Like, Baker threw a couple just on the money, just zippers that were tremendous. But overall, he was uh, he was rattled a bit. And watching that, I was getting nervous. I didn't want someone to fall back on his leg or anything like that. So... They got a, I, The good thing is they have one of the best offensive line coaches in the league to the Browns. And Freddie Kitchens, at least now, can go back and say, hey, w- w- people want to crown us or people don't want the hype. We haven't earned anything yet, right? It might be a positive. Yeah, I, I think they learned a very difficult lesson uh, on Friday night. This isn't going to be easy. This no. isn't going to be... You know, they're not going to win the Super Bowl in September here. No. It's not already predetermined. They've not already won the the big game. Uh, They got some work to do. And the good 
do it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know you, you've got to find a way to get better production out of your offensive line. Oh yeah, no doubt. Now, I know, I know the whole thing is all oh, they didn't have Landry, they didn't have Beckham, they didn't have this, they didn't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, but you're going to have to deal with their absence at some point this year. They're not going to play every snap. They're going to be right. off the field sometimes. Sometimes they may not be in the lineup because they're dealing with an injury or something. You have to make plays, and when given the opportunity to seize the fourth and fifth roster spots at that position, I thought Higgins and, and Strong came up small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think they, they struggled. Just an off day overall for the offense on both sides. But, Matt, the positive – the defense. What was it? Was it? I think it was only like six snaps that the whole starting four played. Holy crap, Matt! Good lord! Like it was a house on fire. There, Garrett was a monster. Vernon and and what we we spoke about is the possibilities where teams focus on Garrett. Well, all right, Olivier Vernon's going to be a beast. Richardson was plugging in. Like you had everybody. Then Chris Smith even. They just destroyed the Tampa Bay offensive line. And what that does, of course, if you can get all that pressure with just four, everybody else sinks back, you get coverage sacks, and everybody else looks good. That defense, as bad as the offense was, I am extremely excited about the Browns' defense, especially that front four. That was awesome. Yes, it was. It was a thing of beauty to see. I don't know that in the last 20 years the Browns have had that kind of pass rush. No. Uh, they, They really have talked all year. And, and to Freddie and John Dorsey's credit, uh, they have said, look, the defensive line is going to be a strength of our team. We really believe in the guys up there, and they're going to lead the way for us, and nobody's talking about them. Yeah. I don't know that nobody's talking about them anymore because they look pretty damn good. Cool. Uh, I mean, Ogan Joby was crashing the pocket. Sheldon Richardson was crashing the pocket. Vernon and Garrett were essentially unblockable. Insane. And, I mean, I, I know it's it's only like one, you know, really one body of work that you can look at, and they didn't have to play the whole game. So, yeah, maybe they could have gone a little harder in the first quarter because they knew they were going to have a short night. Right. But still, they, they did it, and that's good because you're going to need those guys to get home. And there are going to be times where the defense needs to carry – yeah. Despite all their good offensive players, there will be at least a couple games where this defense is going to have to answer the bell. No doubt. That was awesome. Now, the other thing, Matt, what have we been saying for, I don't know, since Phil Dawson left? Find me my kicker. And maybe it's desperation. Maybe it's the fact I just want to stop talking about the damn kickers. But Austin Seibert came in four for four, hit up. 54-yarder with extra leg to boot, and I hope that maybe that was the, okay, the confidence boost, and on we go, and we don't look back, and we have Seibert for the next 10 years as as our kicker. Um, certainly a, a plus. Is this kicking competition over now? I don't know if it's over yet, but I know that Austin Seibert made a hell of a case on Friday night. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't see that in him. Not anywhere close to that, actually. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised, and you know, and I think for Greg 
like Joseph, it was probably the worst thing that could have happened because remember, the Browns spent a fifth round pick on Austin Sacker. Yeah. They that want him to succeed. Yeah. That was early day three selection. And uh, it, when you're talking that kind of stuff and who's making the decisions and calling the shots and who makes the roster, that doesn't bode well for somebody that wasn't that pick. No, no. I, I'm glad I didn't have Greg Joseph. My, my mindset of when I was down for training camp of not having Greg Joseph sign my football, I think is going to pay off, man. I think that's a sound strategy. <laughs> you and Greg Joseph, man. Oh. You're going to May, but I had to tell you know what? Listen, maybe Austin Seibert's a, a, a gamer, right? Maybe it's in there, and, and when the lights are on, he goes, and that's what you want. But I won't forget this. And, and you know what? It's something where the, the guy said it. Maybe it says something about his competitive. Maybe it doesn't. But to me, when Greg Joseph was in that line when I was at training camp, and he said, oh, I love, I love signing, uh, uh, signing for the fans. It means more to me than making field goals. And I looked right, he was a foot away from me. I looked at him and I said, not to me, it doesn't. Not to me. And he laughed. But like, I wonder, that's a nice thing to say. I would rather have Greg Joseph or whoever the kicker is smack me in the face every Sunday and make every damn kick. Don't be a nice guy. Make the kicks, okay? And maybe Austin Seibert is one of those guys who can go in and just make the kicks when it counts. It's going to be an important week of practice, though. Yeah, and uh, Seibert's case is essentially made for him because uh, Freddie alluded to it in his conference call over the weekend that uh, it's pretty much a given that Greg Joseph is going to take over the fourth game and okay. see what he can do. Now, is he going to have to go four for four? I hope not, but he he better make the ones he gets. I'll play that. But what if he does that? Like, th- th- here's the thing: it's going to be there's no starters that are going to be in, so the result who really. Who cares? You, you want to see the, you, you know, backups and play play well. But what if Greg Joseph goes four for four? Like, well, what if it's an almost replica game and they go four for four? What do you do then? Does it tie go to the draft pick? That's a good problem to have. Right. You hope you have that problem. Uh, I don't know that the tie would go to the draft pick necessarily because Greg Joseph had a track record last year. He went 17-20, and 20, kicking field goal, 85%. That's pretty damn good. Not good enough. He missed him when they counted. I, Mr. August. Andy, Andy, Andy. <laughs> he couldn't even make him in August. He'd give him a break. He, That's he true. He delivered in the game 17 out of 20. Eh. No, I don't want him. <laughs> you, you are so mean. I know. Players. I know. I'm an Austin Seibert fan now until he misses one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll buy the jersey now, but when he pulls it wide right to lose oh. a playoff game like Cody Parkey did, uh, you're going to be flying down to Cleveland to go try to find him in the back alley. You know that's right. And he's smaller than Greg Joseph, too. Greg Joseph was surprisingly uh, built when I uh, when I met him, so that might be easier for me. Um <laughs> If if he screwed me this season, this is the big season. If he if he screwed up this season, then I would. Okay, okay. So I remember it a little differently than that. Okay. Uh, go, go. <laughs> if you can go back and find the audio exactly of it, then then we'll, then we'll I might not get another chance. There, he might be cut. 
Might have to road trip it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. We, we, we will see. Me and kickers, man. So going into this this final preseason game, Matt, this final week of practice, getting ready. Um, good news for the Browns, too. Starting uh, left tackle for the Tennessee Titans will be suspended the first four games of the season, so that is a plus. But the this final week, what are we looking for? We obviously don't want injuries. Are we looking for any position battles? Are we looking for things to get crisper? What areas going into this final preseason game are you looking for that you'd like to see out of the Browns? Receiver and returner are two yeah. key battles that yeah. are far from done. And I think a guy that could really make some hay this week is Braxton Miller. Now, I know okay. he's been here for only a few days, but there was a reason why he was signed, and he is a hell of a lot bigger than most of the other guys fighting for that return spot and that last spot on the wide receiver uh, part of the roster. I would not be surprised if he... Didn't make the team, but I would not be surprised if he made it either. Really? Interesting. So, that last wide receiver spot. I think if you give him a chance to return kicks and punts, he's a little bit bigger of a body. He's, he's kind of built more like Josh Cribbs and Travis Benjamin. Right. But he's still, he's still quick as a hiccup, so I wouldn't rule that out at all. I I legitimately think that even though he was a late addition to this roster, and usually those guys are just a give me through the final preseason game kind of kind of signing, I'm not so sure that's the case with Miller. I think there's something there. Interesting. So, but ultimately, he's going to have to, and maybe that's that's what we're looking for in the fourth preseason game: split returns um, between him and Sheehy, right, and see who who kind of impresses. No. This is a what have you done for me lately, lately business, and he's going to have to step his game up, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, man. That's it. To get actually that, you can't be a one-trick pony. And we're not saying you got to do 80-plus yard return, but you have to show you got to break some. you got to get those big chunks and show you weren't a one-off. So that will be very interesting. That will be very interesting. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure, which is tough. And, and if you want to have a good kick-returning career, which I don't think he will because, I mean, he's 160 pounds soaking wet, and those collisions are pretty violent. Um, I don't know that he could hold up over a 16-game season trying to run back kicks. Right. But, uh, the key numbers for special teams, in my eyes, is 10 yards per punt return, and at least 30 yards on a kickoff return because you know, not a lot of them get returned anymore, but you you better be in that 25 to 30 range if you're running the ball out of the end zone. Because if you're not, you're doing more harm than good. Yeah, then you might as well just take it and then you can, anybody can be back there. If, if you're going to return it from five yards deep in the end zone, you better at least make it to the 26 to make it worth my while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. From a coaching perspective. If you're going to sit there and you're going to try to run off of five and you can tackle the 10, you just cost us 15 yards. That's a personal foul penalty. Nice job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're looking at 
Uh, yeah, punt returners and the and the receivers kind of rebounding and stepping up. I thought Jalen Strong's had a great camp, but not a great game. So um, he's got a battle there. And, and really, it's okay. Derek Willies, Damian Ratley, uh, and, and Jalen Strong are kind of fighting for that last kind of real wide receiver spot. And then the, the return slash kind of gimmick wide receiver in either Sheehy or, um, or Miller, I suppose, right? throw the ball so too. I think that I, I, he, he's got the inside track if he plays his cards right. Interesting. So he, But he's got a flash as well. Wow. Okay. Uh, make sure you're following Matt on Twitter at MattFlowSports and his work WKYC.com slash sports. All your Cleveland Browns updates from practice, press conferences, news stories, and all that good stuff on Instagram too at uh, Matt Flow Sports and uh, myself at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Also, guys, again, follow our sponsor, Cleveland Whiskey, clevelandwhiskey.com, on Twitter, at Cleve Whiskey, at Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram. Not just great products, but they give you recipes. They give you summer cocktail stuff. They give you so many unique things. The Underground Series, the Hickory Wood, their award-winning Black Cherry. Uh, they're just their original. Great on its own. Available um, all across America. Just go to clevelandwhiskey.com. Check them out. Believe me. All right, Matt. That'll do it, buddy. We'll let you head off on to practice. Should be a fun one. Yes, sir. Have a good week. Uh, good, uh, good day and a good week. All right, there you go. Matt Florgensic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Get ready for fall with epic savings at Pandora Jewelry. From August 20th through 26th, save up to 30% off store-wide. It's your chance to get more of what you love. No exceptions. Everything's included. For a limited time only at Pandora Jewelry. Offer valid while supplies last at participating retailers. Other restrictions may apply. See store for details. Get ready for fall with big savings from Pandora Jewelry. Click the banner to find a Pandora store near you.